Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, as promised, we have the podcast coming back at you now. Uh, I am back. I am out of the military, which is fantastic. Now I have time to really commit to uh, powerlifting, the sport, and uh, doing the podcast again. So thank you for sticking with me. It's been a while, but uh, we've got it revamping and uh, more information coming out to you. So like I had mentioned, I am now out of the military And for those of you who say have been in the military before, you know that feeling. You know that, uh, how gratifying it is to finally get out. And or maybe for those of you who the military treated them very well, uh, maybe it was kind of a bittersweet type of thing. But uh, for me, no, no bitter, no bitter whatsoever. It was just sweet. It was was damn sweet to finally get out. So... um, it feels amazing. It really does. <clears throat> so what I want to do with my life right now is, like I mentioned, fully commit to the sport, fully commit to my online business, uh, helping other athletes in the sport as well. So I'm going to move right along here, uh, get into the question of the day. This is a very popular question that I had, uh, very popular while I was in. I didn't really talk about it much. Um, for the fact of the matter of I was still in, now that I'm finally out, I can answer this question. I'm more willing to kind of go more into detail. So the question is, how did or do you balance military work and body regulations while powerlifting? So uh, very, very popular question. So I'm going to move right along and just kind of give a little back backstory. For those of you who were in the military, this might be a little mundane, but uh, <clears throat> for those of you who weren't, uh, so the military has regulations uh, on your body composition. In particular, the Marine Corps is very, uh, very strict with this. Um, and uh, I was in the Marine Corps for just four years, got out clean, got an honorable discharge, good to go, right? Um, they have very, very stringent body weight standards. And if not body weight, they have body uh, visual, how you how you look is very important to the Marine Corps, among other things, right? So they have what's called the BCP program. <clears throat> so that is basically a program reserved for what they call the fat bodies, right? So I was a fat body in the military, um, which basically just meant I was not in regs. The way the Marine Corps, and probably other branches as well, which I can't speak for, right? I was only in the Marine Corps. The way they figure out how fat you are is by taking a measuring tape, and they measure your waist and your neck circumference. And they do a little mathematical formula, and that tells them your body fat percentage and how fat you are. Um, They will only tape you. That's called taping. You get taped if you are overweight according to your 
height and what your max weight is supposed to be at that height. So for me, for instance, uh, I was, I'm 65 inches. I'm five foot five on the dot for the entire four years. That never changed, never went down. You know, I'm not squatting anymore. So I didn't get any goddamn shorter. Uh, you know, never went up. Obviously I'm done growing height wise anyway. (laughs) And, uh, I was supposed to weigh 160 pounds or 165 at that height. That was my max weight, okay? So when I was weighing, when I first got to the unit four years ago, I was weighing, oh, 210, you know, maybe 215 at the most. I wasn't heavy into lifting yet. I had done my short hiatus, got to the unit, and I was a little overweight, well, I was 50 pounds overweight at that point, according to their standards, or 40, 40 or 50 pounds. So they tape you. If you're overweight, they'll tape you. So as long as you make tape, you're fine. You could be 200 pounds overweight, but as long as you tape out, then you're safe. So what keeps you safe in the military? A big, thick neck, right? So I started building my neck and trying to keep my waist down. I was safe for a long, long time with a 22-inch neck. That's cold, by the way. A 22-inch cold neck and about a 40, 41-inch waist kept me 1% under my max allowance. I was safe. I was good. Um, <clears throat> that, that's how the military works. Uh, further along, uh, when things started to go south for me in the military, <clears throat> um, it, it, it became harder and harder for me to maintain that waist to neck ratio um, after a while because the experience for me, I, before I go any further, the Marine Corps was not good for me. It was not good to me. Um, I don't fully regret it, but I wouldn't do it again. I'm, I'm being totally honest with y'all. Um, so anyway, I stopped really caring about my... I was losing sleep over... <laughs> My body composition, for Christ's sake. So when I got into lifting very, very heavy again in the Marine Corps, I started putting on weight, started putting on mass. Um, and I stopped caring. I was like, you know what? I'm heavy. So what? Deal with it. If you don't like it, go ahead and set. If I get separated because I'm too big, I'm not going to lose sleep. That didn't happen, obviously. It didn't happen. They kept me. <laughs> It was rough. It was I was I was it was like trying to run a race, a marathon and 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 knee heat knee high tar. It it was such a drag for me. So hard to try and maintain and being picked on and being you know bullied about it and put down because of it. It was very very difficult for me. Uh in that at least in that one aspect let alone others. So um I eventually when I left the Marine Corps I was 280 pounds, uh, 120 pounds over the limit. But um, hey, we came out clean the other end. So so how did I balance military work and body regulations? Well, it was very, like I, I keep saying, it was very hard. And I'm, that's not a joke. That's not a, just a, I say that in passing. No, it was extremely difficult. It really was. I picked up powerlifting while in the Marine Corps because I needed something else in my life. Uh, you know, I was stationed at Quantico for all four years, well, three years, you know, year of training. 
Um, it, it just, it, I needed something else. And like I had mentioned before, the experience was not good to me. I, I did not enjoy my experience in the Marine Corps. I needed something else in my life. And I remember sitting on the couch with Katie. We were living on base at the time. So we're sitting on our couch on base and, uh, you know, I was hating work and, you know, going to therapy and going to medical for this and that and just hating life, basically. And she was just kind of, we were sitting there and we had a conversation. I'll never forget it. And she, you know, we broke down. She finally just asked me, like, what do you want out of life? What what do you want to do? What, What is it? You know, and I... I just kind of had a, I kind of went blank for a minute and I came back and I was like, I want to bench a thousand pounds. And she started crying and I teared up a little bit and just, and then I came back. I was back. Two weeks later, I got back on Anderson Powerlifting, the, the team, and started getting gear and started cracking at it and finally got it, you know? But I needed something else in life. I needed something else to live for because the Marine Corps just wasn't it. Uh, so I started lifting, started packing on the weight. Um, so, But you also have to understand the Marine Corps has two annual tests per year that are physical related. So they have what's called the PFT, which is the physical fitness test, which is done in the early part of the year, uh, January through June. And then the CFT, the combat fitness test, which is done the other six months of the year towards the, the cold end, right? Um they're both very strenuous, very difficult, and the Marine Corps has the highest standards out of all the branches. They have the highest standards. Uh, the PFT consists of max number of pull-ups with no time limit, uh, real pull-ups, not that kip-up shit that the CrossFitters do, and then uh, max amount of sit-ups in two minutes, there's a two-minute time limit, then a three-mile run timed. So, yeah, that um, kicked my ass, being a bigger guy. Uh, believe it or not, my fastest three-mile run was 20 minutes and 25 seconds. Um, not, you know, not blazing, but not not slow either. Um, when I was at Quantico and I was getting a little bit heavier, I could still run a 22, maybe a 24-minute three-mile. You know, not blazing, but I was still passing. The CFT consists of a half-mile sprint in boots, uh, for time, a max amount of over, uh, overhead lift with an ammo can that weighs 30 pounds overhead press, uh, max amount of lifts in a, I believe a two minute time period. And then, a, a kind of a, not really an obstacle course is the third event, but it's a maneuver under fire. You have to run, crawl, zigzag, pick up a guy, run with them, pick up ammo cans, run, you know, just a bunch of shit, you know, also for time. Uh, so uh, as I got bigger, those tests got harder. They, they really did. Um, it was very, very difficult for me. Um, the pull-ups usually weren't a problem and the PFT. And uh, my tendonitis and my uh, biceps would flare up and I wasn't able to get like a lot. But uh, I was still being able to pull up. You know, the max is 23. I Most pull-ups I did at 240 pounds was 22, you know. Uh, when I got up to my current weight, 280, I think the last PFT I did, I only did 10 because screw it, I didn't care. <laughs> it, was, it was passing. Um, and I wasn't getting promoted or anything like that, so what do I care? Um, the CFT was very hard as well. The running is what really killed me. It really did. 
being heavier and running, not really worrying too much about my lower body because, you know, I'm a bench-only athlete. Um, I don't really do lower body work anymore. I prioritize purely for bench press. So I wasn't training legs because I didn't want to, still don't want to. So running was hard. It really it really did. Um, I was plagued with a couple of injuries while in the military. So that oftentimes um, got a few tests waived because I dropped my the barbell on my chest, cracked some ribs. So that got quite a that got quite a few months of um, uh, waivers and uh, things like that. I didn't have to shoot on the range at that point in the year and uh, things like that. Uh, just lots of lots of nagging little injuries here and there. Also kept me safe, um, just for the pure fact that I couldn't physically do what they were asking me to do. So um, it was it was hard, man. It 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 was not it it was not conducive. And I'm not gonna lie, a lot of the higher ups, well, a few of the higher ups, really didn't like me uh, because I didn't fit the standard. Because I was big, I didn't look good in uniform. Uh, I you know, but I, I, I consciously made that choice. I never tried to argue that I was right, that I, oh no, it's, you know, the standards don't matter. You know, no, no, I I never tried to put myself on the right. I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, I am big. I'm out of regs. You know, if you don't like it, if you don't want me to stay here and run this armory, then go ahead and separate me. I mean, it, it was literally that bad. I'm trying to convey how bad the experience was. That's where I was for a long time, was, go ahead, separate me, get me out of this nightmare earlier, okay? So, um, balancing it was very difficult, but I made my choice, I chose to go back to powerlifting, and I chose to make that my life while, you know, being in the Marine Corps, you know, a lot a lot of people said well you're going to you're going to mess up your career you're going to fuck up your career there crazy and I'm like well it's not a career for me I'm dead set getting the hell out you know what I mean uh it's not a career it's more of a temp job it's a temp me you know you know serving you know, I'm just going to serve for the minimum amount of time 4 years and I'm getting the hell out I'm old enough to know, you know, I went in at 26 years old, okay? When I was on the island, I was 26. 90% of who I was with, started, I think we started with 92 or 93 recruits. And obviously that number went up and down here and there. I think we graduated with 87 or 86. 90% of those were fucking kids. They were 18 years old. Uh, there was a few 19-year-olds few 21s. I think I had a 24-year-old and then another 26-year-old or something like that. I was the grandpa. Okay, I was getting approached by kids asking like how do I make car payments? How do I apply for a loan? How do I get a credit card? How do I'm like wow, like you're literally a bunch of kids, you know? So Paris Island proved to me personally, this is an opinion, 18 years old is in fact not an adult. Okay? I don't care what the law says. 18 years old is not being an adult. That's just from my personal experience working with you know almost 90 of them. Oh my god. Anyway, back on track. Um, you know, I at 30 years old when I was finally getting out, I you know, I, I 
kept telling everybody who was, oh, why are you getting out? That's, you know, it's, it's such a good thing. I'm like, well, I don't, I'm not arguing with you that the institution is not a bad thing. You're absolutely right. But I'm old enough to know that this is not what I want to do with my life. You know, if I sign for well, they wouldn't let me sign up for more years. I was too big. But, uh, you know, signing up again is risking being stuck in a situation the same or possibly worse than the situation I was currently in for four more years. And you can't back out of that. You can't, you know, you can't just, oh, I don't want to do this and leave like like in the civilian sect or else you go to prison. Okay. But uh, that's that's basically how it worked. Um, it was a struggle. It was not fun. I could have waited. You know, some people ask, well, why don't you just wait until you got out? I could have, but when I, when, you know, when you when you get bit by that iron bug, no matter where it is in your life, it, it, for me it was at fourteen years old. For some people, it's halfway through life. Maybe you're fifty or you're you know whatever, but or even earlier than me. But at fourteen years old, I got bit by that bug, and it it never went away. Yeah, it went dormant for a while. I was out of the sport for two years. But I came back. I came back real hard. I came back and I exceeded my expectations and I exceeded what I was doing in the past. Um, It never went away. It just kind of went quiet for a minute. But when it came back, man, that is what I, that that's what I am. That's what my wife married is a power lifter, a bench presser more specifically. So, um... It was bound to happen, so I couldn't just wait. When it when it decided to come back out of out of the out of its hiding place and just kind of kick my ass back into gear, I, there was no shutting it down. There was no, oh yeah, that'd be cool. I'll wait. No, 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 no. You got to understand when we had that conversation on the couch there on Quantico Base, um, that bug awoke that moment. It all came back. I actually went and dug out one of my, the only bench shirt I had left in my entire uh, belongings. I had my old blue single ply katana that I benched my first 900 pounds with. Um, I, I still had it. We pulled it out of, I forget, a box or a bag that was buried under some other things. I don't know. I pulled it out. I was like, oh my God. And all these things started coming back and they hit me all at once. And I was like, wow. I left the sport. How dare I? Like, what the fuck was I thinking? But that's okay. The weights are always there. The sport is always there. You can always come back to it. And I did. There was no stopping it. The next day, the next day after work, I was on the phone with Anderson Powerlifting. Hey, I was actually talking to Ken. He was still in the office. And I uh, I said, hey, Ken, I am uh, kind of thinking about getting back into it. And uh, we got to get that 1,000-pound bench. And he kind of laughed and chuckled. He's like, well, yeah, well, let me put you in contact with uh, Kevin Pittman, who is now the uh, kind of his business partner, kind of going to be taking over the business. Uh, Ken's kind of backing away, I think. And um, he said, yeah, I'll get you in touch with Kevin Pittman. And I called Kevin the next day. So this is three days after the bug uh, reawoke. And um, he said, hey, that's great. What do you need? I was right back at it. He said, well, I'm this, this, and this, katana, katana, katana. Okay. A week later, I had the, I had my gear, and I was looking for a gym, which I found one at, uh, uh, down below below the base in Fredericksburg, a town called Fredericksburg. Found a little gym and started working out there. That didn't quite work out, so I found another gym in Manassas, which is north of us, and uh, went from there. It, it there was no waiting. I couldn't just 
wait until I got out, which that at that point would have been two years. You really think I was going to sit there for two years and wait? I was like, nah, th- this shit has to happen now. And I am so glad that it did, man. <laughs> it's been a wild ride these last couple years. It's been crazy. Um, so that that's basically it. That That is how I balanced it. It was, it was not pretty. It was not ideal. It was, it was a drag. It it was, but I I did it to myself. I could have waited like I mentioned, but why do that? (laughs) You know? Um, but you know, like I said, I I got out clean, got the honorable discharge. That's all that really matters in the end, right? That honorable discharge. So I met a lot of good people met a lot of shitty people. The experience overall, I wouldn't do it again. That's just me though. Everybody's experience is different. Just as every human being who has ever lived and will ever live is different. Uh everybody's life story and experience is different. That same goes for being in the military or not being in the military, right? Talk to any people that have served and they will all tell you a different story, a different attitude, a different opinion. Uh unfortunately, Mine was just not good. That's that's. I hate saying that, but it wasn't. It, I, I, I can't speak really well for, for the Marine Corps just because my four years was not that good. I did, but like I said, a lot of good people. I met a lot of good people. I was very fortunate to have met some good people, and it wasn't all bad. Moving on. Anyway, so that that's the easiest way, believe it or not, that's the most simple way I can describe how I balance military work and body regulations while powerlifting. Okay? Not easy at all. What am I doing now? So we're out of the military, we're we're booking down. I'm trying to build some online business, uh, build up the coaching clientele online, in person. Um we're we're doing really well. Right now, my main means of uh, bringing in income, as far as my end goes, is through the Patreon. So the Patreon is my online community where I can uh, teach people, show people, provide content uh, for people to watch. Uh, We had that before with the original podcast, but I was still in the military. So that's why the Patreon and the podcast both kind of shut down after a couple of months. I didn't have time to commit. I wanted to, but getting work in plus my lifting and then trying to do all that work, it just wasn't going to happen, guys. So uh, like I mentioned at the beginning, thank you for sticking with us. Uh, we have a lot more episodes coming to you. We're probably going to do about one a week. Uh, the Patreon is now one tier all across the board. It's $10 a month. Every single workout I do, which is six days a week, Beginning to end, my warm-up set for the first set of the first exercise to the last thing I do of the last exercise. Six days a week. With commentary, I do voiceovers, uh, and I talk about what I'm doing, and I'm actually watching it for the first time with you. Uh, And I I talk about it, and I explain things, and why I'm doing this, and here's this. Um, And I'm trying to provide as much valuable information and content to you as possible. Uh, for bench pressing and training and seeing all the uh, I usually advertise it like you can see all the behind the scenes training I do that leads to these big benches that's the main thing all the gritty details all the things that work sometimes even the things that don't work I show you everything 
the things I try to do that suck that I'm like, ah, fuck that and move on. Or, you know, oh, I tried to do this and it wasn't going to work and I had to re rethink and reevaluate the workout. I show you every little detail, all even the bad stuff uh, that leads up to the, the success that I have. So if you're interested in that, please go check that out. There's a link in my bio on my Instagram, which is Strong on Instagram. Uh, the Patreon, somebody asked, uh, why is it so cheap? Well, I I wanted to make it um, available. $10, I mean, I remember being young. If I was 14, 15 years old, and Ryan Canelli or, or Scott Mendelson or someone had a Patreon, they advertised, hey, you can spend $10 a month, and you get to see every single detail of our training inside no secrets inside and out every little detail about every aspect of our training i would i would want to be able to afford that uh we had four tiers originally it was like 10 15 20 25 and it didn't grow it didn't go anywhere i'm like you know what this if i was in the same position i would want it to be very available and very affordable so 10 dollars across the board for every patron uh, for all that information, six workouts a week, plus one or two here and there, some extra videos and things like that. So, um, And I started all of this. I started the Patreon. I started the online clientele. I started the coaching in person because I want to provide uh, as much knowledge as I can to other athletes in the sport. I grew up very, very fortunate in the sport having very knowledgeable individuals, very strong, uh, willing to talk to me individuals that I grew and I learned from. I'm trying to provide that same information. I don't know everything. I'm still learning. I feel like everybody continues to learn things until the day they die. Um, But I do want to share as much knowledge as I can. I love sharing information. I love teaching especially when it's something I'm very adamant about, bench pressing, powerlifting. I love teaching and I love seeing people grow. When they take the information I have to share and they take it and they run with it and they get stronger and they get better, I love that. That is what I love. I love seeing people grow. I love seeing the sport grow. The sport has been very, very kind to me all these years. I've been powerlifting for 16 years, 12 of those years competitive. So that is why I started all this. That is why I'm doing the Patreon and the coaching. If you're ever ever interested, just reach out to me on Instagram. That is the best way to stay in contact with me. We have the we have the podcast coming out every single week on Mondays. So you hit the start of your work week. You got a brand new podcast to listen to. So I hope I provided some good information for you. Like I said, the question was. How do you balance military work and body regulations while powerlifting? I hope I covered that and uh, answered any loose ends. Uh, Like I said, finally out of the military, I can fully commit to you guys. I can fully commit to the podcast and the Patreon. So please, I want you to have a good rest of your work week. Stay in touch. Don't be a stranger. Reach out to me on Instagram. You all have a very good day.